Welcome to the Living Strategically Podcast. We are Reed and Elizabeth Hewitt, a husband and wife team that lives in South Texas. For our day jobs, we're communications consultants, and we also run Living Strategically. Where we're all about helping you strategically pursue your God-given purpose and make the most of your time on earth. I think sometimes we need to be reminded that we serve an amazing, awesome, incredible God. Our God knows everything about every single human on this planet, and he has our best interest in mind. God's word tells us in Romans 8:28, and we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. And that's a theme we see in Jonathan Kahn's latest book called The Harbinger 2, The Return. God is working behind the scenes in countless ways in our country, in our churches, and in each of our lives. He is orchestrating events in ways that we can't even imagine. Rabbi and Pastor Jonathan Kahn leads the Beth Israel Congregation at the Jerusalem Center in Wayne, New Jersey, located just outside New York City. It's one of the largest Messianic worship centers in the world, and we had the pleasure of attending services there on our road trip around the USA last year. We got to meet Rabbi Jonathan in person, and we were touched by his humility and great love for the Lord. We enjoy listening to his sermons every week online. We first discovered Jonathan Kahn in 2013 after the release of his first book, The Harbinger. We've now read all of his books and we give them out as gifts because they are so important to read in these prophetic days that we're living in. As of September 1st, 2020, Jonathan Kahn has released his sixth book, The Harbinger 2, The Return, and we'd like to share some thoughts about it, hoping to inspire our listeners to go pick up a copy and read it for themselves. And just a quick note, if you haven't read the first book called The Harbinger, don't worry. We suggest you skip that book and just start with The Harbinger 2, which does a good job of summarizing everything from the first book. Just like the original Harbinger, The Harbinger 2 takes the form of a story, following the same fictional character, Nuriel, as he discovers real-world facts. It helps keep the book from being just like an information download with all these facts, because the experiences of the protagonist help to pace things out. As far as the subject matter goes, this new book speaks of a biblical pattern of judgment, calamity, and destruction that appeared in ancient Israel, a template of judgment on a nation that once followed the Lord's will in the ways of God and reaped the blessings of God, but then turned to defiance against God, even warring against God. We've obviously crossed a moral tipping point in this country, but The Harbinger 2 makes the case that we have been standing in a window of time between initial signs of warning and a coming national judgment. That's right. America's hedge of protection was temporarily lifted when terrorists attacked our nation on September 11, 2001. For decades, the nation had been departing from the Lord, and God sent a wake-up call in the form of a terrorist attack. For America, the pattern of judgment began on 9-11, and the harbingers of judgment have continued ever since on American soil. If America does not turn back to God, then following the ancient pattern, it will be destroyed. That will be the end of America as we have always known it. 
On the day the Harbinger 2 was released, Jonathan Kahn sent out an email blast, and this is one part of what he said. The ancient template leads up to where we are right now. What I have written in the Harbinger 2, I believe all the more is that the present moment is most critical and dangerous, one that could seal America's future once and for all for judgment or redemption. Liz and I have now studied Jonathan Kahn's books and listened to his sermons for seven and a half years. When his first book, The Harbinger, was released, we exhaustively researched all the details of 9-11 that he connected to patterns in biblical prophecy. We were thinking, could all of this really be true? But it was. All the details are verifiable. And then we started thinking, how in the world did he make all those connections? Well, what we've come to realize is that Jonathan Kahn has a unique gift for identifying patterns, both in scripture and in history. And I think it partly goes back to his Jewish background, because in Western thinking and philosophy, going all the way back to Aristotle, you have this tendency towards categorical reasoning. How can we divide up ideas into discrete parts? But Hebraic thought is much more typological. Prophecy is pattern not just prediction and fulfillment. Jonathan Kahn is able to see things through that lens and make connections that I would never have seen, but now I can't not see them. And in this new book, so many new connections, or mysteries as they're called in all of Jonathan Kahn's books, are revealed that are very shocking. There are numerous new insights into 9-11, which was the event when judgment began in this nation, and connections following the same template of judgment that ancient Israel went through, shakings that impacted America's economic power, its military power, and its position as a world superpower. The whole idea behind both the first Harbinger and Harbinger 2 is that God tends to be consistent, and that we can see a pattern he used with ancient Israel being repeated now with America. Throughout the book, the reader sees how only God could be behind all these events, orchestrating them for the purpose of bringing America to repentance and revival. Because without repentance, there will never be revival. And repentance was a key element missing after the shakings of 9-11. Now, out of all of Jonathan Kahn's books, I think this book and the Book of Mysteries are the two most important books that our listeners should add to their reading list. I personally rate this book with five stars out of five. Some of my favorite mysteries in the book were the Parasha, connecting Deuteronomy 28 to the Template of Judgment, the Man on the Hill, digging deeper into the covenant relationship that God has with America, the two mysteries of the Ninth of Tammuz, the day that the Supreme Court and our president at the time sealed the nation's judgment in June of 2015. And then the entire last section of the book, which is part four, is just incredible. Jonathan Kahn writes about how America's fall from God has accelerated since 9-11 and the kinds of shakings that we can expect in the future. The Harbinger 2 is such an important wake-up call for America and it will help Christians better understand the days of national judgment that are increasing in intensity right before our eyes. So, in case you couldn't tell already, we really think you should go get this book. We believe that Jonathan Kahn is a watchman and a prophetic voice for this generation. 
God has used him to sound the alarm of warning to anyone who will listen, and he's been faithful in his calling. We are grateful that God allowed us to discover his work back in 2013 so we could better understand what's going on in our nation and consider how to respond to things that are still to come. Jonathan Kahn's message is really simple. Judgment is coming. Prepare to stand before God. Get right. Repent. If there's anything in your life that needs to change, get right with God. If there's anything that you have been called to do, fulfill your calling. Time is short. We are in a window of grace, but that window is closing. Now, you may be asking, why would God judge the United States of America? And will America ever turn back to God and have revival? These are things covered in The Harbinger 2, and we want to take the rest of our time today to explore this concept further in our own words. I would say that these thoughts are consistent with what you'll read in the book, but not necessarily taken from it. So the first thing is that America has a covenant relationship with the creator of the universe, following the pattern of the nation of Israel. Our founding fathers formed this nation based on prayer and a commitment to honor the Lord Almighty. Uh, Some lasting examples of this are our nation's motto, in God we trust. And in our national pledge, we say, one nation under God. However, over the past many decades, our leaders have been abandoning this covenant in word and in deed. There are consequences for a nation that once knew God and turned its back against God becoming a nation that brazenly wars against God. America has turned against the Ten Commandments and honoring God's holy word, the Bible. We absolutely believe America has crossed a moral tipping point and is now operating as a pagan nation. Its citizens have allowed the murdering of the unborn to the tune of tens of millions. Uh, Those are helpless babies that never saw life outside the womb. Its judiciary has gone against the biblical mandate for marriage, and we're seeing rampant carnality and sexual immorality. And unfortunately, many churches and people of faith are choosing to walk hand-in-hand with the culture instead of standing up for biblical truth. At one point in the book, Jonathan Kahn describes it as not only calling evil good and good evil, but establishing it, legislating it, and executing it by sanctifying the profane and profaning the sacred. We read in Deuteronomy 28 that a nation that the Lord establishes through covenant must be careful to observe the commands of the Lord and walk in his ways. Here is Deuteronomy 28, verses 8 through 14 from the NASB translation. The Lord will command the blessing upon you in your barns and in all that you put your hand to, And he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God gives you. The Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself, as he swore to you, if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. So all the peoples of the earth will see that you are called by the name of the Lord, and they will be afraid of you. The Lord will make you abound in prosperity in the offspring of your body, and the offspring of your beast, and in the produce of your ground, in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. The Lord will open for you his good storehouse, the heavens, to give rain to your land in its season, and to bless all the work of your hand, 
and you shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. The Lord will make you the head and not the tail, and you only will be above, and you will not be underneath. If you listen to the commandments of the Lord your God, which I charge you today to observe them carefully, and do not turn aside from any of the words which I command you today, to the right or to the left, to go after other gods to serve them. This was a covenant which God made with the children of Israel in the Old Testament, and likewise our forefathers intentionally and consciously followed many biblical templates in the founding of America, modeling it after ancient Israel. And thus we've seen the blessings of heaven poured out on America when it carefully observed the Lord's commandments. We've seen economic prosperity, spiritual blessings, and military and political success. But all of these blessings have a condition. We read in verses 13 and 14, If you listen to the commandments of the Lord your God, which I charge you today to observe them carefully, and do not turn aside from any of the words which I command you today, to the right or to the left, to go after other gods, to serve them. We encourage you to finish reading the rest of Deuteronomy 28 on your own. It goes on to list the consequences of a nation that once knew God, but turns its back on the Creator. Disobedience that leads to national shakings and calamities. And in verses 45 and 46 we read, So all these curses shall come upon you and pursue you and overtake you until you are destroyed, because you would not obey the Lord your God by keeping his commandments and his statutes, which he commanded you. They shall become a sign and a wonder on you and your descendants forever. It's important to note that these consequences are for redemptive purposes. God's love is so great that he chastises his children hopefully bringing them to a restored relationship with the Lord. And that is God's hope for America. Complete restoration. Complete salvation. That is why he sends warnings of judgment to turn us back to him. But the Lord's time of warning is not endless. At some point, if America does not return and repent, then out of God's nature of justice, he will send judgment. Right now, we are dealing with a worldwide plague, financial instability, a national debt crisis, natural disasters, civil unrest, but we believe these are only warning signs and shakings, or as Jonathan Kahn calls them, harbingers, telling us that our nation needs to turn back to God. In the template from Deuteronomy 28, we see that a nation that once knew God but turns to rebel against God is eventually given some dire consequences. The nation will be torn from their homeland. They are given severe lasting plagues and chronic illness. And it says in verse 65, the Lord will give you a trembling heart, failing of eyes and despair of soul. Ultimately, the nation is destroyed. Over the years, We've heard many sermons by Jonathan Kahn where he shares about Christians being the salt of the earth and the light of the world. And in The Harbinger 2, he even describes a dream that the protagonist has about America being a city on a hill. These concepts come from the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5. Verses 13 through 16 say, You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has become tasteless, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. 
You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. And that is what Christians need to do in a pagan nation that once knew God. We need to commit to honor the Lord in all that we do. We must come to repentance in our own lives. We need to stand firm on a biblical foundation and unwavering faith. And we need to rise up to our divine callings. And as the dark gets darker, we need to shine even brighter. We must rise up and shine brightly as witnesses to the lost world. The United States of America is dying from a spiritual disease, which requires a spiritual cure to be healed. It must return to God Almighty. We want to encourage our listeners to pray as never before for God to bring repentance, return, and revival to America. Because until God sends the final destruction, there's still hope for the revival of our nation. Before we wrap up here, we want to help promote an event happening towards the end of September. It's called The Return, just like the subtitle of Jonathan Kahn's new book. And the event is being hosted by Jonathan Kahn on the National Mall in Washington, D.C. on Saturday, September 26, 2020. It will be a day for national and global prayer and repentance. The key Bible verse to promote the event is 2 Chronicles 7.14. For if my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. If you can't make it to Washington, D.C. for the event, you can watch the simulcast from the comfort of your own home. You can learn more at their website, thereturn.org. That's thereturn.org. We hope you will join us and be a part of this national and global day of prayer and repentance. All right, y'all. Until next time. Keep living strategically.